here's an idea for you to hold on to. Jesus wants to come to your house for dinner. Whether you live in a small apartment or a big home or a tent on the street, Jesus wants to share a meal with you today. So hold that thought and be wondering how it would feel to welcome him, how you would get ready, what you would serve, and how it would be. Today we hear a story about Jesus inviting himself over to tax collector Zacchaeus' house for dinner and how Zacchaeus and members of the crowd respond to this invitation. Years ago, when I used to teach a youth group, I, would, I asked them this question one time. I said, if you could invite any famous person, living or dead, to your house for dinner, who would it be? And I thought they would say things like, Jesus, Gandhi. Instead, one girl burst out, ew, I would never want to have dinner with a dead person. So. <laughs> Well, in today's story, Jesus is very much alive, traveling the countryside, through towns, visiting people, offering them a new way of being in the world, a new life, and seeing them, accepting them, loving them, healing them, and inviting himself into their lives and sometimes into their homes for dinner. Some individuals accepted this invitation and came spectacularly alive. Now, Zacchaeus, a very unlikely dinner host, a tax collector, not just any tax collector, but chief tax collector, he would have been despised for working for the Roman occupiers, hated for charging taxes beyond what anyone could really afford, and resented for the possibility of skimming off the top for his own benefit. This life of his to others would have looked corrupt. Imagine the resentment that people would feel when they saw him in the town. Taking one look at them, at him, they would have his number. They'd say, he's a tax collector. He's a bad guy. Tax collectors were sort of the stock character, bad guy. That was one side of the story. The other side of the story is what actually happens in this scene. Jesus enters the city and Zacchaeus strains to glimpse his arrival, but because he's short, it's hard to see. And, and I can imagine him sort of jumping this way and that to look over the shoulders of his taller neighbors, trying to catch a glimpse, no use. So then undeterred, he runs ahead and scampers up a tree for a better view. Now, grown men, probably today, but certainly in the first century, did not scamper up trees. Tax collectors did not scamper up trees. Children climbed trees. But Zacchaeus, like a child, scampers up a sycamore tree, the tree of life, no less, because he really, truly wants to see Jesus. And next, and this is comical, Jesus spies him up there in the tree, and knowing his name, knowing he's there, knowing him, 
laughingly shouts, Zacchaeus, hurry up and come down, for I must stay at your house today. And just as fast as Zacchaeus scale that tree, he clambers right back down again. And, and I don't envision this as a graceful process. <laughs> I once climbed a tree and got stuck like a cat, and getting down was a long and excruciating process. But for Zacchaeus, I bet that they're slipping and leaves rustling and a few <laughs> branch cracking near misses before he hits the ground. But, oh, the joy. Zacchaeus, back on his own two feet, on solid ground, utterly thrilled and ready to welcome Jesus. So far, this whole scene, this endearing scene, is one of childlike wonder and enthusiasm, openness, eagerness. Zacchaeus just has to see Jesus, and when he sees, well, I guess he's looking down, and when he sees, and is seen too. Such happiness. Now, the crowd watching this incredible moment cannot abide what they are seeing, so they grumble. Jesus has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus, they see him as a rich exploiter, not a beloved member of their community. Maybe in response to their doubts, but probably just seized by the joy of the moment. Zacchaeus says to Jesus, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Wow. Looks like Zacchaeus' heart changes. And in this beautiful moment, he rides a wave of generosity into a new life. But wait, some scholars say this translation gets the tenses wrong and that Zacchaeus doesn't actually say, half my possessions I will give or if I have defrauded I will pay. Instead, they believe the translation should be, half my possessions I give to the poor and if I defraud anyone I pay back four times as much. In other words, they believe that Zacchaeus has already been living a good and generous life and if that's true, then the crowd has been wrong about Zacchaeus, the chief tax collector, all along. Maybe he's always been a person of superior generosity, not a bad guy at all. But whether he's already generous or newly generous, the crowd cannot see his goodness either way. To them, he's not a member of the community. And either way, already generous or newly generous, I think Zacchaeus being chosen by Jesus is exactly what the crowd needs to see what Jesus wants them to see. Because Jesus chooses Zacchaeus, the crowd sees a social pariah, someone they hate, elevated to a place of honor host to Jesus. What's more, it must shock them to see this man, this, this man who is so terrifying to them in regular life, behaving like a child, leaping, straining, climbing up, climbing down, and standing strong with a change of heart 
In this moment, he's pure. And even his name Zacchaeus means the pure one. And this crowd is compelled to see it. And it's a profound challenge to what they think they know. To the crowd, Jesus, and to Zacchaeus, Jesus turns and says, today, salvation comes to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. He's one of us. Jesus is claiming Zacchaeus as one who belongs. God says Zacchaeus belongs. God claims Zacchaeus. In fact, Jesus goes on to say, the son of man came to seek out and save the lost. Jesus is saying, that's why I'm here. Except Zacchaeus wasn't all that lost, was he? From the moment we meet him today in this story, he is fired up and ready for Jesus. The crowd, on the other hand, they still need some saving. Their hearts need changing. These gossiping, judgmental grumblers, Jesus wants them to understand that it's, it's, it's Zacchaeus's very openness and his vulnerability that, that matters to him, not superior ways like theirs. Maybe Jesus's real purpose in this story, reaching out to Zacchaeus, is to save the onlookers, save the crowd, to invite them into new life. Yeah, why do they miss this invitation? And why so often do we? I think it's because like the onlookers, we often are too busy judging others to see the breathtaking vulnerability and humanity and beauty of everyone we meet, including ourselves, to sense how everyone is yearning to be seen and loved and accepted like Zacchaeus, and to be part of the saving. So here's a project for you and for me this week. Let's look for moments when you and I can see and welcome someone from outside our circle. Let that person know that they are seen and accepted for exactly who they are. And in your heart say, and this is from Michael Curry, in your heart say, your pain hurts me. Your joy lifts me. Your pain hurts me. Your joy lifts me. Over and over, say it to yourselves like a, like a mantra and mean it. And then watch as salvation draws near theirs and yours Remember, salvation means Jesus is near. And Jesus always 
wants to come to your house for dinner. Amen.